I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to the After Party. I am Jeff Harbin, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Joining me as always, Dave Schofield, Brian Anthony Davis. We just wrapped up the Steelers preview where we talked about a lot of things, everything from Ben Roethlisberger's return, the NFL draft, the combine a little bit, uh, the CBA, and we we did trivia, the wide receivers. Check that show out if you haven't checked it out yet. And remember, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. Guys, I want to talk about the combine, or as I like to call it, the underwear Olympics. Uh, this is where you see grown men in tights running around, jumping, throwing, uh, pushing, like bench pressing. It's just, <laughs> or just another Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah, really, pretty much. They, I want to get a couple of takes from you guys. First off, is they moved it to prime time. It is on TV right now as we are live. I have not watched a second of it. I got to be honest, I've never really watched the Combine. But you think it's a smart move moving it to primetime, or it doesn't matter, not going to change much, Dave, we'll go with you. I think people that wanted to watch it and would used to like DVR it or something just to catch it later are now going to get to watch it live. People that didn't watch it before, probably not going to watch it. I thought I might turn it on, but I don't want to sit through all of that. Um, I'd rather just hear who did well and then go back and see highlights or something. Yeah. What about you, Brian? You know, I mean, really, what are they going to televise next? Their their drug testing, I mean, their their hernia exams. I mean, Ooh, I mean that really, would be, that would be more entertaining. <laughs> All right, he's OTAs. All right, I I think he's. I hear a flush. Oh, should he be flushing? I don't know, but uh, we'll get the results in just a few. Back to you, Jack. Oh my gosh. So do you guys put a lot of stock into the combine? Lance and I talked about this on the standard as a standard last night, and he had some really good takes on the combine, not just on field stuff, but the importance of the combine in his opinion. But I want to get your take, Dave, go ahead. What, what do you do? Yeah, I'm, I, we don't see the most important part and that's the interview. And even though they asked them, I know you and Lance talked about last night about some of those really, really bad questions that they ask, um, and people have gotten in trouble for some of the th- things that they've asked. Um, but you can, you're going to get to know a player more as a person. That's what's more important because tape much, you know, you, you know, if you were going to type this out in the live chat, you would write tape greater than, greater than, greater than combine. Yeah. End of story. What about you, Brian? Do you put any stock into the combine? I agree with Dave that the extracurricular stuff, like going out to dinner with the coach, I still think you can do that. You can, um, interviews. Um, can you still go? You can still go out to dinner with a coach, right? I don't or know if that's more pro day that's, okay. stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, you know, I think they, uh, you kind of might get a bead on somebody a little bit more and realize, okay, I really do like this guy more. Um, so, you want to go check, you have a feeling about somebody, then you go check them out and see, you really see where they go on your hot list. Um, but, you know, also the combine has gotten some guys drafted like Mike yeah. Mamola in yeah. 1995. 
you know, your hot list. Yeah. Um, or in Pittsburgh, your hat list. Um, and Some that. call it a big board. You call it a hot list. Hot whatever. list. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I mean, but Mike Mamola was drafted like ninth overall by the Eagles because of his combine. Cause he was just a workout underwear warrior and he was, yeah. he was not a pro and there's, there's more, we can name more. So, you know, I thought Lance brought up a great point. He thought about the, he talked about the meetings and how he said, I want to get a feel for what kind of learner they are. And I would have never thought about that. And as a teacher or something, and anyone that's coached, you have visual learners, you have auditory learners, you have tactical learners that need to do they learn by doing something by physically doing it. That's a great point because learning that is going to help you help them better. But also in terms of the health stuff, getting checked by doctors, it's already come up. Thaddeus Moss, Randy Moss's son. There was a foot injury that was caught at the combine. Didn't even know he had it. He's going to have to have surgery. And so he's not going to be able to perform at the LSU pro day, but that's not important. Here's what's important. Put yourself in this situation. You are a, Highly touted college football player. You have your pro day. Mike Tomlin comes up to you. Kevin Colbert and says, Dave, Brian, we're really interested. You know, if things fall the way they, we, th- we think they are, we're, we're going to take you. We, but before we're going to take you out to dinner. How do you handle that dinner? I mean, you, you know what I mean? Like, do you watch what you eat? Because that could be your future <laughs> employer. Do you order just a smorgasbord of food? Like, I'll take the whole kit and caboodle, you know, just keep it coming. Or, you know, how do you, that would be awkward for me. You know, who picks up the bill? They pick up the bill, but I'm saying like, are they going to an Italian restaurant down the street? Is it in a dining hall on campus? Come on guys, give me something. Brian, Brian, what, what are you, how are you handling that situation in that dinner? Well, you know, as, as far as etiquette, this is a job interview and you're not taking advantage of the situation. I have a great story about a guy that went to lunch um, for a job interview and the guy ordered, ordered and the manager ordered an Arnie Palmer. Mm-hmm. And so the guy was the guy across from the, the interviewee was like, Hmm, I mean, I can't believe he's ordering a drink. So I'll get a, uh, a vodka tonic. <laughs> And so the guy's uh, like, not realizing what an Arnie Palmer was. He has no clue what an Arnie oh Palmer is. My. He thought it was a mixed drink. And so, hey. so the guy's like, well, hey. I'm just going to tell you right here, you're not getting the job because you just ordered alcohol at your job interview. He's, mm. he's like, I swear. Well, the question is, what time is it, though? I mean, yeah. if it was like 11 o'clock or 8 o'clock in the it morning. Lunch. And- <laughs> it was lunch. But, you know, you, you kind of. You know what? They're looking for a certain thing. It's almost like a first date, too. Well, hold you know, on. You're hold on. on. No, no, no. I, I don't want. I don't want to cut you off here because a lot of people in the live chat, and I feel like you're getting confused too. You got to be yourself, and that's what Wes said. That's what Thanks yeah. Me and Joe said. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what do you order? Like, do you, you order? let them order first? No, and you no. order the same thing. See, come <laughs> on. These are if you're taking an offensive you line order out to dinner. Yeah. If you're taking, uh, think about like a Zach Banner. In college, out to dinner because you're interested in seeing if Kevin Colbert orders the Cobb salad, Zach Banner's going to order a Cobb salad. 
or yeah, no. order a no it's a you're right. It, it, you're right. I think it's the position dependent. You just this is the after party, guys. I don't care about you football. I care about the freaking meal. What are you <laughs> ordering on these dinners? Is what I want to know. It's like Do a you, first date. Seriously, it's like a uh, first date. If you're across from her and she gets like oysters Rockefeller, and you're like, oh, she's got oysters, yeah. But I mean, you know, but if you've if you're getting if she's getting something crazy and running up a bill on you, then you kind of you're kind of thinking, what if you get the green light? What if my Tom's is hey, order whatever you want, guys. Steelers have got it, you can order whatever you want. Dave, are you buying that? Dude, are you buying I'm, what they're selling? I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be me with even what I would order to eat. End of story. I'm gonna if I'm, why, why be anything different? Why, if you're, if you're not going to fixate on every word out of your mouth, then don't fixate on every bite that's going into it. What? I said, I if you're not going to fixate okay, so with every saying, word no, 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 coming no, no, out of your no. mouth in the interview, Again, then don't fixate on I don't every care word about what you say it. at the interview, Dave. This is all about the food right now. That's you what said, I'm saying. I'm saying you said yourself. You would, eat what you eat any so other what time. Would you, what would you order? Okay. Well, it depends on where we are. Let's say you're at a steakhouse. You go I'm to ordering steak. a steak. You order a modest steak, though. You don't oh, yeah, you order a steak. You don't order the 96 ouncer like John Candy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the old 96er. Yeah, I mean, no, you just don't go. So what are you talking like? A T-bone? New York strip? You're not getting You go leg. middle of the road. Yeah. What is yeah. that? Whatever's on the house. You don't go bottom barrel. That's not middle of the road. That's bottom of the barrel almost. <laughs> I mean, you, <laughs> and you just trip. I mean, you just don't take advantage. See, no, thank you. Wes is agreeing with me. He said, I would order whatever I want if they weren't there. Thank, that's my answer. You would well, be but for you, some of these guys. You, you know you how get. much that is? That's in that's an enormous amount of money. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, yeah. I I feel like if, if you're there on their dime. They're interested yeah. in you. If what you order at the meal is going to cause them to not draft you, then all so be it. You might as well get a good meal out of it. Get the crab cakes <laughs> if you're in Maryland. If you're in Indy, do not get crab cakes. Never get crab cakes in a landlocked state. Learn that the hard way. Okay. <laughs> get the steak. Get the fixins. Get whatever you want. Surf and turf it up. That's what I say because you know what you want, and that's what you want. And you say, listen, coach. I appreciate this meal. I've been living off the dining hall for the last four years. I'm going to get the surf and turf. And they probably respect the hell out of you for that. I know I would. If I was a coach, I'd be damn right you get that surf and turf. Art Rooney II doesn't care if you get the surf and turf. I don't care if you get the surf and turf. Get the surf and turf. Brian. Okay. Brian's getting a Sprite and a salad. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'll probably get it. You want an after party story? Six answers. What's that? Yeah, uh, sure. Does it have to do with this, or is this always Sen- changing? Time? No, senior prom. Okay. Um, I was a, a, a friend of mine asked me to go, so we went to the prom. Um, you know, she had just broke up with her boyfriend, asked me to go, so it, it was nice hot? fun. Yes, she was. She was a very attractive girl. She also had, um, had struggles with with eating disorders. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh so, no! Oh no! Needless to <laughs> wow, say, we are going into that realm. Okay. She, yep. she <laughs> but took her to dinner. Took her to dinner. Cost three dollars and forty-five cents. <laughs> 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. How Any much? Big spending? Three. I ordered. I went crazy. She ordered like the smallest side salad you could get and a glass of water. I'm like, I'm going all out, man. I got, I got this ready for prom. So if she's only going to be less than five bucks, man, I'm going to eat it up. <laughs> This whole conversation reminds me of a scene from like Seinfeld or Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's kind of like the uh, the whole shrimp episode with George where, uh, hey, George, the ocean called. They want their shrimp back. Jerk star! He- Jerk star! <laughs> <laughs> Remember they, uh, what was the episode where he wanted to be called T-Bone? He wanted to have a... They, they hey there, him T-Bone! Him. T-Bone! <laughs> Um, no, but what right. did they wait a second? Now, I, I know this, but they ended up calling him. <laughs> that's over, Brian. Well, Edsel, that is wrong. He said, Did she also have a lazy? That's messed up. No, it's funny, but it's messed up. <laughs> um, she, uh, I'll be honest with you, she was a twin. Her, was her name, her, was her, was her no, sister no, named Yeti? No, 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 her, her sister was the smart one, she was the pretty one. <laughs> I, <thought> you were... <laughs> and, I mean, I'm just being honest. She's very <laughs> just keep and no, not only that, after after prom, there was there because we were friends and I wasn't interested in that way. Um, but there was another guy um at, at prom that I was friends with that I knew she kind of was interested in. I actually set them up at our after prom, they got married. Oh, look at you. Look at you, Dave. You're you're so great. Yep. Now it, the, the biggest Dave's story, stupid. the biggest story that we need to discuss <clears throat> on this, and I, I want to be very serious here because it is a serious topic. Mm-hmm. It's that, I mean, people have emailed me. They want to know. And I said, I'll do my best to find out is that Brian Anthony Davis last night was at a concert and it was one, uh, sir, sir Hall and Oates is, are they knighted? I think they're sure. knighted. They're and not they- knighted, but they should be. They damn well should be. <laughs> sir Hall and Oates. Sir Hall and Oates performed. Was it in Hershey, PA? Hershey, Pennsylvania. Yes. And how, and how was it? I mean, did it live up to the expectations or I saw a picture of those guys. They look awful. I mean, they might still sing and play music while they look horrible. They might look, uh, They've had a lot of Botox or a lot of uh, plastic surgery. You can tell. I mean, seventy-three years old. And, no uh, way! Shut up. They're both seventy-three. No, Daryl Hall's seventy-three. Uh, John Oates is almost seventy-two. No, really. And man, if I could perform that way, if I could be as vibrant as cool as they were last night at age seventy-three, then I'm doing well. It was oh, it, it wow. was incredible. How long? Was how long did show. they play? How long did they? Sixteen play? songs, and so they played about. I would like say they played about 90 minutes. That's not bad. And Squeeze played for an hour, almost, the opening act. Was there an, an opener to the opener? Uh, there's going to be, but no. Um, KT Tunsil or something is joining the tour soon, but with Squeeze and then Hall and Oates. But it was. Oh my gosh, you have to tour with Squeeze and Hall and Oates. <laughs> 
Did you get home before 2 a.m.? That's what I did. I um, I got it home in the one o'clock hour. And I, uh, before you say anything dirty, I took my 12 year old son and he loved it. He was, he was really into it. Did your wife go? No, my wife did not go. She doesn't do weeknight concerts, but I went with another couple. (laughs) I I went with people that you know, actually, Jeff. Uh, She used to cut your hair before you started shaving your own. There you go. Um, So I don't shave shave my, I mean, it's short, but I don't shave my head. Taking the number, the number ones. This is a half. Actually. I went down to a half. Wow. Yeah. It's bad. Wild man. No, it was, it was a great show. And um, my son's kind of an old, old uh, soul and he really enjoyed it. (laughs) And uh, he had a good time. I was really disappointed in him though, because I'm like, all right, Hey, let's move down closer. We can move down. He's like, Nope, we're going to get in trouble. Like, dude, we just <laughs> moved down. It's not a big deal. The the ticket prices are the same. He's like, no, nope, no, nope, we're, we're gonna get kicked out. I'm like, dude, you gotta live, man. You've you've got to kind of the Boy Scouts can't do that. You follow the rules. It's what you yeah. taught them. Yeah, I'm thinking some rules need to be broken, and I think I need to teach this guy how to live a little bit. He's <laughs> never gonna be two a.m. in it if uh, with this attitude. Now, my question, did they play all the hits? All the hits. Man, there was one song that I wasn't familiar, and they called it a deep track. But it, they played everything that all the number ones, and there's six of them. I mean, they were great. They're sick. They opened with Maneater. Really? Well, six number ones is a lot. So then what did they close with? They closed, actually. Remember no, no, that, I like that Kiss was, on My List. That's a good so one. So the four encore songs were Rich Girl, Kiss on My List. Four um, encore songs? Yeah, there was four encore songs. I mean, well, coming back one art, no, just one encore. Okay, thank but, you. <laughs> but they finished with uh, with one of my favorites, uh, You Make My Dreams Come True. That's what I was going to say the next one, You Make My boom, Dreams boom, Come True. Boom, 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 boom. No, they were really good. Um, I'm so glad I went. Good. I'm glad. Hey, we told you to go. We told you to go. It was a bucket list kind of thing. And here's the thing. So John Oates has come out and he's like, man, I was so wild back in the 80s and 90s. He's not really bragging about it, but he should. He has. uh, He actually claimed to have been with over thousands of women. Good for him. And I'm like, dude, you're like five foot nothing. (laughs) You got the cheesiest mustache of all time and you're scoring base. Oh yeah, yeah. Really? So it's this guy. He does look like he does look animatronic a little bit because he does. He looks really look. Yeah, his forehead. Neither of their foreheads were moving. I mean, there's. I mean, <laughs> it was really tight. And but you know, fantastic show, great time. So let, let me let me ask you this question. Uh, two questions about show etiquette, Dave. I want to get your opinion. Get you chiming in here. Number one. What's your etiquette? What's your thoughts on standing at a concert? Doesn't matter the venue. It could be in a arena like Hershey. It could be out in the lawn like Nissan or now Jiffy Lube Live or Meriwether Post Pavilion, both in the Maryland area in Virginia, Northern Virginia. What's your take on standing at concerts? If you're not down in the pit or on the lawn, like this is a big thing for me. I want to get your take. Well, you know what? Can I jump in real quick? Because Dave and I just yeah, but Dave and I went to a Steelers game together, and I think he and I have the same feeling on this. Dave. So that's all I wanted to say. 
<laughs> if the people in front of you stand, you stand. If the people in front of you are sitting, don't be the guy who's not in the front row. That's the first person standing up. But man, what if you're at a concert and you love this artist and you are 100% invested and they're playing your jam and everyone's sitting down and you're like, you know what? I then have to stand, man. I don't know that I've ever been to a concert where people were sitting. Oh, yeah. I, I was the youngest guy at this concert. So <laughs> I mean, everyone was sitting. I've only been to one. We went and saw Jack Johnson at Merriweather, and we're used to Buffett, and Buffett is a party. Everyone stands the whole yeah. time, and they're dancing around, and they're high-fiving each other. Everyone's pretty much inebriated the entire time. And Jack Johnson was very mellow, and everyone was sitting. I was told my wife, I'm like, I feel like I should be standing up. She goes, no one else is standing up. And I'm like, I, I, I feel like I should be standing up. Like, I got, got this itch to stand up. We didn't stand up for much of anything. There was a couple songs that people stood up for. It was weird. Very weird. So I wanted to get your take on that. Brian, you agree or what? I'm not a big fan of, of, I don't want to be standing. I want to sit and relax and enjoy it. But I mean, I get it if you want to stand and dance and there's certain songs that people are going to be dancing, but then there's the one guy or woman that wants to dance like a Swami. They're like, they're getting all like, <laughs> and then they, like, they I, I, I don't and think I've been to a concert like, in over 10 years. You're, you're, so, you're trying to look past them, but we had these Buffalo fans standing in front of us at that game for no reason. Yeah. When everyone was sitting, we're like, sit okay, down. Football etiquette. You're sitting down. Ben Roethlisberger drops back to pass. He goes deep. You're standing up. Oh, right? you stand up. Yeah. 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 You, yeah, yeah. It's because the whole game is right. anticipation of a potential huge play. Mm -hmm. That's what I love that when the ball's in the air and everyone just. It's like a gentle rise. Everyone, oh my god! Oh yeah, yeah, and or third down late in the game, you're or a big defensive stand. You know, everyone's standing, but it's accepted. But these these women, these Buffalo fans, were just standing. It was like to stand first, first and ten on the open start of a drive that's starting at the twenty five yard line, and there's like. I mean, it, it could be the first drive of the second half, and half the and half the people aren't even in the stadium um, coming back from halftime, and they're standing up in your way. Yeah. <laughs> Darren says none of us would last in a mosh pit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you. I can tell you a couple of mosh pit stories. Not that I was in them, but I've seen some nasty ones, and I'm like, I'm not even getting anywhere near that. That's insane. And then I've seen a whirlpool where they run around in circles. Snowman did. You're about ready to lose it. So no, 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 I know. I, and Snowman put two dollars in the tip jar. We appreciate you, Snowy. I'd love to see you guys do a penguin show. Well, don't get me started on the penguins right now. They're on a four game skid, and this was after they were red hot. And it's, I'm not very happy with those guys right now. Although the moves that they made at the deadline, I liked. Um, I was almost happier to see Connor Sherry come back than I was the signing of Patrick Marlowe. I didn't feel like the bottom six needed a ton. And if they needed something, I th felt that Sherry would have filled that grinder role. Uh, but they bring back Marlowe, who can play multiple positions. That's a good, that's a plus. Um, I don't know much about the guy that also came over from Buffalo with Sherry. I just love the Penguins. They have such a good social media team. It's it's really great. If you follow them on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter even, when they signed Connor Sherry, what did they do? They posted a, a small little clip of him with the song Oh Sherry by, um, it's not Journey. It's just um, lead singer Journey, guys, anyone? Steve you know. Perry from the his debut solo album called Street Talk. Yeah, and that was his only hit as a solo artist, but they, they played. Oh, oh, he had a, he had a couple, but... 
That was huge. I love. And it's playing all these Hold songs. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Jeffrey Benedict says, wake me up when the sports talk ends in the after party. Yeah, we're kind of violating this whole thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, he puts two bucks in the tip drum. I'm going to answer yeah, the question. I mean, hey, come on. I, mean, I can talk penguins. I mean, if you want to talk penguins, I'll talk penguins. All what all is that penguin oh doing gosh, in hey. that? Stop know. clicking it, Jeff. That penguin. We bring back that penguin. Like I know. Big... I I wanted to see a bigger version of that picture. Just yeah, to make is sure. that penguin? It looked no. I think it's legit. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I, it's it's a Rorschach t- test there, Brian. It tells you if you're in two a.m. mindset or not. <laughs> what that penguin's doing there? I don't know. And see now that kind of gave me a buzz kill. The penguins are struggling right now i don't like it yeah as soon they as they moved the into the number one on spot then they lost it they lost to the caps on sunday and scott wilson scored a goal Blech. Blech. yeah scott did wilson? anyone watch the game last night because it was on i tried to stay up and finish it it's uh it's on it was on espn plus i didn't get it because i had the, we had the podcast they played tomorrow night it's on the west coast no it didn't Sunday. start till 10 30 i know night. yeah I know. it was ridiculous Oh, it's a mafia penguin. Jeffrey Benedict says the penguin's Ooh. holding a club. It's a whoa. Yeah. Someone bring something up. Club. Someone bring something up for the um, the, the after. <laughs> I I had a question. Dave, are you get, I don't are know. Getting our I, I don't know now if again? it's appropriate. I don't know if I should. You said this for the last three weeks. No, but this one's different than the last couple of weeks. So ah, bring it up. Try well, us. I was, okay. I was going to ask you, Brian. You are known as Mister Two A.M. That's who you are known as. This is a two AM question. Hashtag actually, just take it. actually, no. This is a this is a this is more of a um, seven to nine AM question, Ooh. and that is after you've had a two AM experience, you always have the morning after where you have to worry about um, how you handle the situation. What's the best line you've ever come up with after that? So what is his best post 2 a.m. line? Yeah. Not not his line to get to a 2 a.m. situation. He's his best to line to get out of it. the fact of getting out of the 2 a.m. situation. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. No, I mean, I've been on a few walks of shame in my time, but I mean, I mean, mean, Mr. 2 a.m. doesn't leave. Yeah. Not until the following morning. Yeah. Yeah. So was it was it a was it a two oh five AM situation or was it a uh (laughs) this is okay, this is horrible. Um this I used to do this in college. Um I'd pretend to fall asleep. Yeah. You would pretend to fall asleep. I would pretend to fall asleep and then Mm. they'd get dressed and leave. Thank the Lord for Mean Joe, who puts $5 in the tip jar and says, who was your all-time favorite concert? I think, let me see if I can guess Brian Anthony Davis's. I'm not sure Dave. Dave, Dave goes into like some Christian rock, and I don't know any of that. Um, it's going to be Huey Lewis in the news, right, Brian? 
It's uh <laughs> I can't Huey tell Lewis. you which concert, but it's gonna be Huey Lewis. And it's your favorite artist. My favorite hey, artist. Um, best Sir Elton John. Wheeling Sir Elton Wheeling John Wheeling. and Billy Joel were together at Three River Stadium. And that oh, was awesome. That was, and I how saw many songs that they do together. A good bit. I'm maybe seven or eight, but when they That's start cool. off, they would start off the song singing the other uh, guy's lyrics. They would, oh, they cool. would, so it was really, and they had like the pianos, you know, up against each other. Yeah. So it was really great. Guns and Roses was a great experience for me. And that was just a great time in my life. That was your favorite concert? One of my favorites. And Huey Lewis is definitely a favorite concert because it's just, I've, even I saw Huey in Vegas. I've seen Huey a few times. I also saw Huey backstage when he hit on my wife. Oh, we've heard that yeah, story. We've so that story. I, I guess we've we've told you that story. Um, <laughs> but probably one of my most memorable, my memorable uh, concerts was May 29th. 1984 was my first real concert. I was 12 years old. My parents took me to see Lionel Richie. But opening for Lionel Richie was a woman who was on her comeback. And uh, her comeback was just getting started. And a young Brian Anthony Davis, a young Mr. 2AM, sat there as this woman with legs as tall as you can imagine, tall as Redwoods. And wearing like a leather leopard skirt. And when I saw Tina Turner for the first time in concert, I got a great set of legs, man. 12 years old, looking at these legs, I'm like, that's what it's all about. I finally get it. (laughs) I think I figured out, and I didn't figure out women. I began to appreciate the opposite sex in that way. For the first time when I saw Tina Turner, and then she's belting out Proud Mary, and I'm like, oh my gosh. It was like, oh. It was like, I, 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 I experienced something that would change my life forever, watching Tina Turner. And then Tina Turner and Lionel Richie performing together. It was, it, it was amazing. That sounds like a good show. Dave, what about you? All-time favorite concert. I've, like I said, I'm not a concert guy. I wouldn't be anyone you guys would even know. <laughs> Sorry, hold on a second. Logan's killing me. This is a good one. <laughs> Did you climb him like a tree? That's right, Logan. That's right. 12-year-old dad with the hair was the hair was a lot more than what it is here. I guess what you know, kind of what Brian said in terms of your favorite concert, is it the most entertaining or is it your favorite artist? Like that's the discussion for another time. I mean I got paid to see some really cool shows. I got paid to see Elton John because I worked that show, told that story last week. Sir, 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 how dare you, sir. Um, (laughs) And then I got to see Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top at the Wheeling Civic Center. I got paid to see that. I got to see Kenny Rogers at the Civic Center. Um, One of the most fulfilling shows for me, and this all comes back to my childhood. When I was young, the band that I listened to the most, hands down, was Bon Jovi. I idolized Bon Jovi. I listened to the Slippery When Wet tape, my cassette tape, until I think it broke. Um, just I had the little records, you know, that had what two songs on each side, and yeah. I, I mean everything. And then the New Jersey album and Keep the Faith, I loved it all. I got to see him when I was in like a fresh break, like 2000. The Bounce album had just come out, which I was okay, but I was like the classic stuff. 
that was a very fulfilling show for me because he even played like Love for Sale, which I love those old songs from Slippery When Wet. They played a lot of songs there. That was a great, great show. But for me, nothing will ever beat my very first Jimmy Buffett concert. It's the parking lot. It's the the walk up to the show. It's being in the lawn. I I, I don't I wouldn't go to the lawn now, but at that time in my life in college being in the lawn with a bunch of fraternity brothers. Yeah, I was that guy. And it was awesome. It was freaking awesome from start to finish. Buffett had a ton of energy, which he doesn't really have anymore because he's just getting older. Um, it was phenomenal. A great show. Never forget it. So, so let, yeah. What show do you not, what show is a guilty pleasure for you that you would not really want anybody to know you went to and enjoyed? I can't think of any. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I don't, well, obviously I don't get out much. <laughs> so. Well, have you ever taken a, taken a woman to a show? No. Well, my that? wife, but we were already married. Okay. I mean, cause I once had to go to a Backstreet Boys show. Well, you had to go to Clay Aiken with your mom. That's like the worst. Yeah, but that, that's that was my mom. You know, that's taking your mom. That, that, that's, a, that's a good son thing. I mean, it was a Christmas. He was with the Maryland Symphony Orchestra. Come on, man. It's there's nothing it's wrong with playing. that. You're taking your mom. Still no, if, if I was going with like you and Dave to Clay Aiken, then I mean, <laughs> that'd be weird. It would be you and Dave. I am not going to a Clay Aiken concert. What was was there any disappointing shows? Like I said, I, I don't go to many concerts, and when I do, it's it's an artist that I'm I want to watch every second of it, you know. So, um, heck, even the ones that I got paid to see, Leonard Skinner did a great job. ZZ Top, not a fan of ZZ Top. Man, eh, we'll put them, in, we'll put them up there. And they did, they, they were there. They spun their guitars around. They had <laughs> long beards. There were half naked women on both sides of them, and that was their show. That's it. Like that was that was it. Um, the one guy, the drummer doesn't have a beard and his name is Frank beard. <laughs> Go figure. It's <laughs> <laughs> very true. The third time uh, I saw it's... the counting crows, which I think they're a fantastic band. Actually, the third time I think Adam was drunk and it just wasn't, I took my wife and she was like, I hate this. And I was like, man, they're really good. You will. I mean, it'll be a great experience. They're awesome. And then they were really bad that night now i can tell you that my sister-in-law my wife's sister they went and saw uncle cracker down in charlestown last year and they said he was hammered they didn't remember the songs couldn't re it's just horrible and it's like what a fall from grace you're being bad mouth from the charlestown racetracks in charlestown west virginia you couldn't remember i don't know give me the beat boys and free my soul i guess you can't remember those lines i'm not sure but still um, I saw Uncle Cracker with Kid Rock, and he was playing Johnstown, and he's like, "We've got nothing to do in this blanking town, so we're just gonna keep playing." And they played for like five hours. <laughs> Kid Rock just kept playing, and it was just a great rock Here, show. Okay, who's who's someone that's still alive that you would like to see in concert that you haven't yet? So we're not talking all time shows like let's dig up Jimi Hendrix or let's yeah, I mean you know anything like that. Bob Seger. He's well, he's not touring, but I get you. Okay. Yeah, he's not, but I mean, he and, and I, I've never seen you two. They're kind of a concert bucket list. And okay. something always happened where I couldn't go see you two. Um, what about Dave? 
Uh, I'd probably go with Billy Joel. That'd be a good one. I think it'd be a great show. I would say for me, huh, man, this is a tough one because there's a couple. Um, I would probably say John Mayer because I've really gotten into his music probably the last decade, and I've really liked the way that he's transformed his sound for people that think John Mayer and they still think of like uh, the teeny bop stuff. His music has evolved a lot and he puts on a great show. I've also thought about seeing him with the dead dead and company because I'm a big grateful dead fan. And obviously Jerry Garcia is not coming back anytime soon, but they still tour and they still play music. That would be cool. It'd be a good show. So I don't know. I, I got to bring one up here. Oh, the Clark, Sir, Sir, Sir Lancelot. Seen Sade. So my new name, he's the king of the nicknames, giving me nicknames. Lance is now, in honor of Sade, the smooth operator. There you go. Lance now, smooth operator Williams. You all are from the, well, Dave's Western Maryland, but you guys, do you guys know the Clarks? Pittsburgh Yeah, band? the Clarks were great. Hey, um, familiar? Uh, I've, I've heard of them, but I couldn't tell you any of their songs. I've seen them a bunch locally. They would always go to Wheeling, and I'd always go to their show. Great show. Clark's, Donnie Iris, Don, Iris, Donnie Iris, and uh, and uh, Joe Grishecki. Those uh, I know those Pittsburgh bands from. This <laughs> <laughs> Lance. <laughs> Lance Williams. We always say that Brian is the story guy. I think Lance is going <laughs> to give you a run for your money. I mean, not only did he kill Tupac Shakur, he had a Cindy Crawford story, which he told on Sunday at the Homer and Hater show. So you got to tune into that <laughs> and go to the end because I asked him specifically about the Cindy Crawford story that he had. Now his buddy dated Jerry Garcia's daughter. No, his his boy is that his, his boy, not his. Oh, he doesn't have a son. Oh, okay. His friend, his I, buddy, dated Jerry Garcia's daughter. He, I think he's beating you, Brian. He, you, yeah, he, I, you have urinated next to James Harrison, but I mean, he's got he's got some great stories. Yeah, gosh, I I gotta hear about Jerry Garcia's daughter. I mean, that's uh, well, tune into the Homer and Hater show on Sunday, and I'll ask him about his buddy that dated Jerry Garcia's. I, you guys will appreciate this, and this comes back to the Steelers. And I was uh, I was working at I was interning at a uh, TV station back in when I was in college and there's this girl that went to West Virginia university and one of her roommates was Myron Cope's daughter. So I'm like, Oh my gosh, you got to hook me up with Myron Cope's daughter. She's like, you want no part of that. I'm like, no, come on. I got to date Myron's daughter. She's like, trust me. I wouldn't, I'm not doing that. You're not doing that. And I'm not doing that to you. Not doing that to her. Uh, Like, no, I'm like, "Ah!" I I would have gone all out just to say that, just to, actually just to meet Myron at the time. Yeah, that's got to be a tough spot, you know. But all right. I think it's been a uh, uh, Lance says he might incriminate himself more so than he did with the Tupac story. Anything else for the common good before we call it a, a show for another week? Nothing's for the common good anymore. <laughs> Not on this show. It isn't. Not on this show. It isn't. Dave, you good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm just, I was trying to think of the last time I was at a concert and I was still. You're a movie guy. I finally figured it out. I did. Does it count if it's a concert where they where they do it like after a sporting event? That counts. That is a concert. Yeah. Okay. Well, then my last one was the only time I've ever been to a Nationals game in D.C. was we went to the Nationals game so we could watch Third Eye Blind after. Ooh, Third Eye Blind is a good band. And that, it I've was a good them. show. It was. 
Because I mean, they were that was my band in college. So well, it was a lot of people's bands. I, I yeah. love the Redline; they're really good. All no right, things about crystal meth abusers better than them. That's true. <laughs> Very good point. Solid point. All right, so that wraps up another after party. We thank you for those that joined us. We didn't talk much football, but that's part of the after party. So hope you enjoyed it. Hope you have a great weekend. I will be on for the Steelers burning question on Saturday. Check out Lance tomorrow night, Friday night for his Yeah, I Said It. Not sure what that is yet, as well as Lance and I on Sunday for the Homer and Hater Show. So check us out for all that goodness. And next week, we'll be back for a regular schedule, regular slate. Enjoy your weekend, everyone. We will see you next time on another episode of The After Party. Take it easy.